What's going on, everybody? Taylor Garcia here with another episode of Talk with Taylor. This is episode 10, and this is the second episode with the guest. I'm really excited. Um, like, like I mentioned in the last episodes, I've been trying to get more guests on because I know you can only hear me talk so much. And so I wanted to bring on some smarter people in different areas to kind of bring their specialty and their knowledge in on these conversations. So today I got a really exciting one. It's a good friend of mine. Um, we've become good friends, but we're across the country country from each other. Um, it's a pleasure to have Sean Fitzgerald on from LAF Advisors. Welcome, Sean. Thank you, man. Yeah, we couldn't be further apart from each other. Like you are. <laughs> California is far west and I'm as far east as you can go. So I know. It's, yeah. And it's great because Sean and I, and we have another friend, Stephen, who are in this group text and we're all up early, but their early is like my really early. So it's like they're, they're four or five o'clock. It's like midnight for me. So we always joke because then I'll wake up to like this blown up text. So I had to turn off my notifications <laughs> on that. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. No, no, you're good. Um, so Sean, uh, th thanks again for coming on, man. I'm really excited to kind of dive into this conversation because you and I have some really good conversations and it, all the way from hiring to marketing to processes to so many things. And I think a lot of people can learn a little bit from you because what I've always found in your, one of your specialties was like implementing certain things and like certain procedures. So we're going to dive a little deep into that. But before we kind of get into that, tell everyone like a little bit about yourself, what you do, how you got to where you are today. It doesn't have to be the whole drawn out thing, but just a little bit of like where you've come from and who you are. Yeah, cool. Uh, also, too, just just to add to that, I feel like every conversation we've been having offline is like just winds up costing us a ton of money because, like, you know, we wind up talking. It's like, all right, now I'm going to go hire this person. All right, now I'm going to go buy this piece of technology. So, yeah, hopefully this uh, conversation right. will cost either one of us a ton of money. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I agree. Out, I agree. Yeah, to, to start out, my name is Sean Fitzgerald. Um, I started in the insurance industry back in 2011. Um, at the same time, I was in the Air National Guard, which I wound up doing for six years. I was actually an aircraft electrician, um, but it was part-time, so I don't know if a lot of you are familiar with the National Guard, but basically you have a do, you know, you do your boot camp, you have your duty to go to, you know, your base, uh, one weekend a month, and then you could do a couple of weeks throughout the year, and you could take some extra days if you want to, to go out to the base and whatnot. So I was able to have a full-time job while I did that. So, okay. um, Speaking of like the processes and procedures, I think that's where I got a lot of that from. Like if when you go to do some work on an aircraft, you would have to bring like this laptop with you to the aircraft and it was basically a manual. So if you wanted to switch a light or, you know, something on the dashboard or whatever the case was, you'd pull it up on the laptop, go right to, you know, how to change this light and it would give you a breakdown of step one, take the screwdriver, put it in the, you know, uh, the, head of the screwdriver, turn it four times to the right. You know, it was very like, um, it was a very like the easiest step-by-step -step guide. So you couldn't make any mistakes, you know? So I felt like that would be a good thing to implement in the insurance industry. Uh, once I gotcha. started talking to Billy Williams about all that stuff and he's a former military guy himself, yeah, he had a process and procedure for everything. And that's when kind of the light bulb went off for me of, wow, I think this would be a really good thing. I'm more of a process-driven person, so I felt like this would be right. a perfect way to build um, an efficient system. You know, That so, makes perfect sense to why you do what yeah. you do. <laughs> yes, yes, there you go. So yeah. Yeah. I started as a producer back in 2011. And then after about 10 years, so in 2020, it just got to a point I didn't have any equity uh, in the business or agency I was at. Started, you know, I got married, started having kids, and I was like, you know what? I started thinking a lot more long term. Mm -hmm. And I just decided, hey, I think now's a good time to go out on my own. I actually I went from a nice salary to literally zero and started completely scratch. I didn't get to take a book with me or anything. I didn't own any any of the book. Right. Um, so it was, you know, it was a tough conversation to have with the wife and to, you know, to sell that dream. But yeah. Uh, now we're already almost three three years in, which is crazy. It went so fast, but that's that's my backstory. That's amazing. That's really cool. Um, how was it? So that first, 
and I imagine there's still to this day with the years that you've, you know, with how many years you're in, was there those times? And now I'm sure, you know, this whole podcast and I try to, in, uh, the audience for this and the people that I'm trying to talk to are the people that maybe are trying to go on their own in whatever industry they're in, right? Starting a business or maybe it's just they're in a sales position or something like that. You know, I imagine there was times where you just felt like doubting, right? You like doubted yourself through that beginning process. Were there things that you just had to say to yourself or do during those hard times where you're like, I don't know if this is the right move? Because I imagine a lot of people that go off and say, hey, I'm going to start something. They're like, yeah. is this the right? Is Was this the right decision? You know what I mean? But the long term, I could see it being a, a big part of it, right? Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I, I really don't want this to come across like cocky, but I, mm-hmm. I really didn't have like any doubt. Really? It was more, it was more being like afraid, like the regret side of it. Like mm-hmm. I was like, if I don't, like when I was working at the other place still, I was like, if I don't do this, I, like I know I'll regret it for the rest of my life. Yeah. So once I did it, mm-hmm. I was happy a weight off my shoulders i was like all right let's go i know this i know it's not gonna be easy sure it was a lot harder than i thought okay but i really haven't had like it's so funny because my wife and i we have this conversation a lot and she's she's so different than i am in the sense of like um like just taking risks right so obviously opening a new business is like taking a gigantic risk right right like i I don't want to say I didn't look at it like that, but my wife mm-hmm. would be like, but what are you going to do here? And what are you going to do here? And what are you going to do here? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> okay. I guess that's just like a typical guy answer. Ah, we'll figure it out down the line. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but that's just how I always thought. I was like, oh, you got to take mm-hmm. risk to get to the next level, you know? And right. my wife is much more, all right, you got to have a plan B, C, D, E, F, G. You know what I mean? I see. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's a good balance actually, because sometimes I can go a little too far and she'll like, she'll reel me in. So yeah, yeah. I feel like good. that's, that's a good thing that wives do for the most part. Right. Cause my sure. wife does, does the same thing Or if I get too little, too far out there, she's like, hold on. Like I'm yeah. supportive until you're okay. Now it's a little stretch, you know? Yeah. So, yep. um, exactly. So I think no, the regret, I think yeah. the regret is the thing that pushed me to open up my own agency, but absolutely. I will say I was definitely naive in the sense of, yeah. I did not know how hard it was going to be. You know what I mean? Right. I knew it was going to be difficult, mm-hmm. but I had, I had no idea. You know, as a producer, yeah. You know, I felt like I worked hard. All right, I got up super early. I got to the office at seven. I stayed till seven. Man, I'm working yeah. hard. You know, but then like, like you open an agency and it's, you. I mean, you're never off. Like ever, 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 ever off. Right. And I, and I say that in the early, I'm still in the early years. Okay, so I don't have a, I don't have a big team and. Right. My team isn't running my agency for me, so I'm still in those early stages. But right, I mean, it's just I was just naive. It's like the only way I can I can say mm-hmm. it. I mean, I think there's a lot of things you you can't even really explain unless you do it. You, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? But yep, my brain is never off. You, yeah, even on the weekends, you know, I'll do a couple hours of work on the weekend, and then even when I'm away from the computer, I'm thinking, oh, did I do that thing for you know Sally or? You know, did I follow up with this spread? Like, there's always something on your mind. How can I fix that process? <laughs> What's that technology Taylor told me about? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, right. always, there's always something. Can, can you relate to that or not? Absolutely, man. And yeah. I, and I think our relationship kind of is also very similar because you and I are texting each other constantly. Like, and I know for you, like my time, it's like maybe six o'clock at night. And for you, it's late, but the, I yeah. could tell even some, sometimes when you're, you got a minute, you'll respond and be like, yeah, man, I was thinking about this too. Or, but yeah, I, I struggle with that as well. And I think even for my family, like I had to try to portray that a little bit to them because they would get in the beginning, they'd get like frustrated. They're like, you're always thinking about this. You're always talking about this, but but I never looked at it as a bad thing. Like I, I enjoy yeah. it. I, I like what I do. I like talking about it with my peers and everyone else. I just realized that my family doesn't always want to hear about it. So I have to like yeah. internally just process it. But yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I struggle with that because I'm constantly thinking, what can I, what can I improve on? How can I do this? Or whether it's laying in bed at night or it's Sunday morning, it's like, I'm always kind of like thinking about that. And so. I think that's where like you and I aligned a lot when we were talking because we were just, we were kind of, 
essentially in the similar path. I mean, our, our, you know, you started scratch. I kind of taken over the family business that's a little bigger. Uh, but in a sense, we're kind of going through similar struggles. Right. And yeah, so I, sure. I, I think that those kind of conversations we're having, it's very similar. And if whoever's listening, like if you were to see Sean and I, is like from, if you were a fly on the wall in some of our conversations, it's wild. Cause we'll go from like, <laughs> we'll go from, Hey, we need to make 50 calls, 25 calls a day, whatever it is to prospecting to, Hey, maybe we should just hire somebody to make these calls too. <laughs> hey, have you tried this technology? You know, it's, yeah. it's, but honestly, those are the best conversations to have. I think because it's just going to like, you guys do for me. And I've said it, I vocalized it. It's like, you guys push me to be better. And I hope that I try to like, we, we just hold each other accountable to certain things, you know? Yeah. And so yeah, and I think it's important. Challenge each other. Yeah. So real quick, I kind of wanted to jump into this because I think that this is a big part. And I've talked about it on one other episode of like having relationships with peers in the same industry. Okay. So I'm going to kind of pivot. Um, because I think this is crucial to somebody starting out. And I think you guys, you especially did it a very good way. Uh, so if you may or may not know, Sean has a podcast called the Scratch Agency Podcast, and he interviews other insurance agents, uh, scratch agents, right? Uh, pe- people that have been in similar boats, starting um, an agency, an insurance agency. Um, but I wanted to kind of ask you, how has that been a really good thing or you know strong way to kind of grow yourself because you're constantly talking with other agency owners like you're learning yeah regularly weekly from these other people and i one of the other episodes i kind of brought it up about how it helped me a lot by having friends in the industry and i've learned from mm-hmm. other agents that are smarter or doing different things a little differently or whatever it is um yeah. kind of touch on that a little bit like did was that a really big pivotal thing for you like to hey i'm learning from these other agents constantly and i can try to take little nuggets from each conversation for sure that took me to a whole different level i mean i've said it on the podcast a few times the first nine years in the industry as a producer i didn't really talk to other agents per se because it wasn't anything that you know the previous owner like kind of told me about you know however i was at a nationwide agency and once a month they started doing this thing where they would bring like five or six other nationwide producers and they, we would all get lunch together and kind of just spitball what's going on. And I was, I was like 21 at the time. So all these guys that were like in their forties and had these big books of business as producers and were kind of telling me their, uh, you know, what they were really good at, what they were bad at. And I was just soaking in all the info. Right. And yeah, that was on a small scale. Now with the podcast, you know, on a, like you said, on a weekly basis, I'm talking with people who are much more successful and smarter than me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I gotta be honest, obviously we started the podcast cause we want to help other agents too. Cause we had a lot of struggles and other agents helped us. But I mean, the learning side of it is a huge reason why we started it. I mean, right. listen, we don't learn from every single person we interview, sure. but there's certain people you speak to and it just, it just sticks. You know, you mm-hmm. speak to someone like Brett Young and you're like, Oh my God, I could, freaking call this guy every day and just, you know, pick his brain about anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's been invaluable for that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I could go on and on. I, I've, I think I've said this once before, but sure. I was listening to a podcast once, uh, the Ed Milet show. And he talked about like the different rooms that you can be in. So for instance, like right now, I, I guess I'm quote unquote in the 10 year room because I've been in the industry for 10 years. Right. Mm. Okay. But there's people who are in the 20 year room and the 30 year room and the 40. So the, I'm always trying to be in the room with somebody who's in that 20, 30 year mm, room. I love that. Yeah. They're going to have double the experience I have. You know what I mean? And I can learn so much from them. So totally. That's kind of the philosophy I've always taken. And we kind of do that. Listen, we have, we have a lot of scratch people on the podcast, sure. but there's a lot of people on there that have a lot more experience than, than Steven or I do. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's been invaluable. Also, yeah. too, besides the podcast, um, I also I'm also on the board of the Big Eye uh, in New York, okay. which has a Long Island chapter, which isn't far from my house. And um, for anyone that doesn't know about the Big Eye, like explain what the Big Eye is, just briefly, in yeah, case they're not in the insurance it's industry. A, it's just an organization of independent agents that mm-hmm. are doing different things related to insurance in their community. You know, right. I mean? maybe it's legislative issues and 
different things like that. It, maybe it's training, helping with hiring, um, sure. so anything independent agency related. It's, gotcha. a, it's a great resource for. Um, so when I joined them, I mean, they helped me with cybersecurity stuff. They helped me with potential hires. They helped me with some training stuff. I mean, again, that was invaluable for me too. I spoke to other members who are on the board that I became friendly with who helped me get an appointment with some different carriers. Oh, so okay. That's yeah. a whole nother wormhole, you know, of totally networking with other agents, which can help you get appointments. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? And so, that was one thing that my father-in-law always said was like, he was on in our association here at the big guy here in California. Like he was president of the young agents. He was yeah. always involved in the association. Now for California, it's kind of like New York, but they moved a lot of our stuff up north. So it's, we don't yeah. have a local one, um, yeah. anymore, but I think that was really, and he kind of pushed that on me early on of like networking with other agents. Now our way of networking just looks a little differently than his was, yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. um, yeah. cause he just tells me now, like, he'll be like, Oh, why don't you ask your group what, what they do, you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Because that's what he always did. Like he just went into these groups. It's like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. What do you, what do you guys do? You know? And yeah. I've, I've had some sales guys come into our, our, our office and I've really pushed them to talk to other agents, but some of them have that mentality of like, well, I'm not going to talk to my competitors, you know? Yeah. Um, do you agree? Cause I always told them, I was like, look, there's enough business to go. Around. Even if they're in your town, like you could still be friends with them and help each other. You're not going to yeah. write everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's good to have a little bit of both. Like I, I'm okay with some healthy competition. Like there's a few agents in the area where I'm like, I just hope I come across their policy. <laughs> <You> <laughs> right. I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like kind of that competitiveness, like Ryan and I, and all like Ryan's my producer in the office. And, mm -hmm. uh, him and I, like, there's a couple of people that we know that we're not too fond of. And we're like, I just hope I see that guy's insurance policy. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I think, it, I think it's good to have the healthy competition too, but sure. I, I mean, learning from other agents, moral of the story is it's, it's invaluable. Totally. You know? Yeah. And I, that's what I I've recommended to anybody. Yeah. I've, I've talked to even pe people that are in other industries, you know, like real, real estate or mortgage lenders. Like I've gone to a few of these events and you get all these realtors in one room. And I feel like yeah. I've just overheard some of the conversations and I'm like, this is where this is like, like we've always said, like going to a conference, like the conference is great, but it's the lobby bar conversations that really like you learn a ton from, you know, big time, big time. And so, yeah, I'm a huge advocate of that. And even though I get some push pushback from certain people that like disagree, cause they're like, well, you're giving away all your secret sauce. And I'm like, well, you could don't have to give them every, every, everything, but you learn from each other and it's really important. Um, so that's really cool because I, I think for anyone, like I said, if we're in the insurance industry, so we're kind of industry specific here, but really goes for any industry. I think, right. You could, network with other people that are a little bit above you or a little bit ahead of you. And you can kind of take some shortcuts, you know, and yeah. learn from their mistakes and say, oh, okay, this is maybe something not to try or, you know, but I think that that's really important because it's really helped me. I, I mean, yeah. even just in our group that we have now, it really helps me just kind of have those round table conversations or our morning Monday morning calls of just, Hey, what are we working on? This is working. This isn't, you know, exactly. Yeah. And I would um, be even so worried about the secret sauce. Like, yeah, I mean, who am I? I don't have any secret sauce. I'm like three years into a scratch agency, <laughs> right. but but like I'm not. I'm never like I never feel that way about telling people like, hey, this is how I do it. You yeah, know, this is the leads I buy. This is you know, this is how my right. process works. Because I feel like the truth of the matter is like a majority of the people are not gonna take action on it anyway. You know what I You're mean? I don't right. mean that in a yeah. negative way. I just most people no. they're just oh, how do you do that? And you tell them and they don't do it anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's only a I get that a few people that actually going to take the information, write it down and then execute on it. You know? Yeah. I get that a lot with like video stuff. Like I'll get a lot of people asking me like, Hey, how did you do this marketing stuff? How'd you build this landing page? How'd you do this YouTube stuff? And then I'll, I'll literally spend a good amount of time helping them and then they'll never do anything with it. <laughs> you know, I'll like go yeah, back yeah. and check on some of those people and I'm like, Oh, they haven't done one thing, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, um, so yeah, how complicated isn't that like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I feel the same way. I'll give, I'm an open book, man. Like I'll share everything that's working for me yeah. and what's not worked. Like I don't mind, even if it's a local guy in town, like I've talked to a local agent, like, Hey, let me help you with this. Let me help you. I'll even help you, you know, but, yeah. but I do agree. The healthy competition's good. Um, yeah. that's awesome. So 
The next thing I kind of wanted to touch on, because I think I've heard a lot of people now that I'm friends with a lot of these newer business owners or say scratch agents that were, that were in our group. Um, I've never really struggled with this because my situation of coming into a company with employees and stuff, how was it? And I know maybe your situation's a little different than others so far, but walk us through what that was like bringing on like your first employee, because I think that is a topic that's hard. You know, I hear a lot of people like are in that spot of like, like Mm -hmm. we have a few friends are kind of right there in that spot of like, I think I should be hiring somebody, but I don't know. Uh, this is like stressful. You know, I know yours is a producer and he's more commission based or, you know, I don't know how that structure set up, but, but even just having somebody that's on your team, right. Touch on that just a little bit, because I think there's pe- pe- yeah. people that are probably in that boat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone's situation is going to be different here. Um, I can right. tell you why I did what I did and why I think it worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my first hire was actually more of like an administrative, like assistant. So it was a okay. VA. Yeah. Um, and basically I, I just got to a point where a lot of the stuff I do is, you know, related to contractors and personal lines insurance. So there's like a pretty heavy service load there. Right. Um, from a standpoint of, Hey, they might need a certificate of insurance on the personal side. You got to renewal, you got to upload renewals and invoices to, mortgage company sites and things of that nature. So it was a lot of like admin related stuff. Mm -hmm. So for instance, like even we'd write with some insurance companies that don't automatically download. So you'd have to take the policy, upload it to the management system, type all the data in manually. Yeah. And I just got to a point where I'm like, I am spending way too much time doing all this stuff. Yeah. And I decided to contact agency VA and that's where I got my first virtual assistant. Um, and I think I st- with agency VA, I actually started, they had like a, almost like a round robin of, of people mm-hmm. that would help you. Yeah. And then pretty short, like, I wasn't too fond of it. So I actually wound up going with them for a dedicated person. Yeah. Um, and that person's been with me for a couple of years. So it's, that was a great fit for me. Yeah. Um, and then after I got the administrative assistant, you know, I'm, oh, I'm always just keeping my mind open for, you know, potential people that could work for the company, you know? Right. So I actually put out an ad on Indeed at one point. I hired a producer. I don't even know if I've ever told you a story, but I, I yeah, hired a no. producer. He worked with me for about two weeks and then oh. I had to fire him because it just, it was, you know, I kind of just tried to fill a seat way too quickly. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he just wasn't a good fit. Oh. And then, um, I kind of took my time, started building out like a, a playbook for my next position, like just process and procedure, how everything should look. When right. hiring this next person, I let the big eye know kind of, Hey, this is the position I'm looking for. If you come across anybody, just keep me in mind. And they connected me with a, um, with, with Ryan who works with me now. Um, and funny thing is Ryan wasn't even looking for a position. He, he was trying to do his own thing and I was trying to help him out as much as I could. And it just got to a point. We both like looked at each other and we were just like, yo, you want to do this together? <laughs> <laughs> That's and it, cool. And it, and it worked out, you know, it worked out really well. Um, yeah. And now I'm able to kind of how like with that VA, I was able to delegate a lot of the admin tasks to that, you know, virtual assistant. Yeah. And with Ryan, now I'm able to delegate all of the personal lines to him mm. now that he's up to speed and he knows how to do home auto and all that stuff. So sure. Anything that I get, I send to him. So now I can focus more on the commercial stuff. So yeah. I mean, my next hire is most likely going to be um, an account manager or an appointment setter. Right. Um, I think the appointment setter will help first because that'll help me get more commercial business in the door. Right. And then the account manager will help be able to do, you know, all the personal help do the renewals and the commercial renewals, which is like that next thing on my plate that I see is taking up a lot of my time. Yeah. So I know I yeah. covered a lot there, but. No, that's first okay. Hire for me was a yeah was an assistant basically. Yeah, and I think that that's that's important because we get and I've started to feel after a while was like you get so stuck doing like the 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 smaller just busy busy work right yeah, and then yeah. it's like but the important stuff kind of gets put on the back burner until you're at a point where you're like this stuff needs to get handled over here but I don't really got time because I got all this like you know so I, I know yeah. and it's also to it. You know, it kind of brings up what we talked about earlier, right? Like 
you could I have held off on getting the assistant? Yeah. Sure. But I'm also not trying to work till nine o'clock at night every night right. after being up at three in the morning. And then I go to like yeah. hang out with my wife and I'm just toast, you know? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And so plus like, you have kids. So it's, yeah, it's a lot. Ex- you know? Exactly. So you gotta, yeah, I feel like for your own mentality too, like an energy, you need to have energy for your family. For so I sure. Feel like being able to delegate some of that stuff helps with that too. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, no, that's, that's really great because I've, I've had to, I mean, I've been in the position of hiring and firing, but I've, I've never kind of been in that position of like being at that point where you're like, you've never had an employee to now you're like trying to figure out like when that right time is. And I don't think anybody knows when that right time is. Right. I mean, there's never that like exact moment where you're like, yep, this makes sense. It's always going to be that. Like, I don't know if I can afford it. I don't know if the, like, if I'm going to have enough money next month, like, right. But, um, I think you just need to look at what you want to delegate. Yeah. You know, what's taking up the most amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned the data entry basically was taking up so much of my time. So it's like, all right, right, let me delegate that. Now renewals are taking up a ton of my time. I'm like, all right, let me see how I can delegate that. And it's always like that next thing. So you can focus on your top 10 or 20% that you want to focus on. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Okay. So then quickly, cause I know I, what the meat and potatoes of what I wanted to talk with you on was cool. like some of the processes that you put in place and like how you're, how that looks. And that kind of like ties into like hiring because that oh, yeah. I, I think that's really important because mm-hmm. I have been guilty of hiring somebody and not really have any like training or any type of like structure. Right. Yeah, and yeah. some of those employees have left, I think, cause of the lack of the structure. And sure. since then I've really been in a, uh, mindset of like trying to build out those processes and procedures. So when somebody comes in, they have, here it is like your playbook, right. Of exactly what you need to do. Um, before like, let me see expand on that a little bit because i know you yeah, yeah. were the one who kind of got me into that and like how that's really sure. helped you with like hiring and training va or training yeah, yeah, your yeah. producer you know or how that's helped even your producer now to this day you know what i mean yeah for sure i mean god there's a lot i can touch on here um basically when i first got connected with uh billy williams he told me some of the basics um around the process and procedures right so when I say basics, I'm talking about like email templates, right? Your minimum mm. coverage standards. Yeah. You know, like those two things alone, I mean, the email templates will save you a ton of time, a ton of time. Yeah. So like email templates are something I've saved in a document. Whenever I onboard somebody, I say, hey, here are the 26 tasks that you'll most likely come across. Here's all the email templates related to those tasks. Mm. You know what I mean? This way they can yeah. save them in their Gmail or whatever system they're using. And then plus, um, I feel like it's kind of consistent. Like if, yes, are your employees using these templates also? So then the yes. company's, you know, culture and yep. everything, the wording, everything's very consistent. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, okay. that's super helpful. Um, God, I mean, there's, there's a lot here. Uh, so even like with, the, so for the producer specifically, so with the producer playbook, I mean, I, I go, I go as far as, Hey, this is what your daily schedule should look like. Mm. Now I'm not saying they have to follow it to a T and be a robot, but use it as a guide and kind of tailor it to what, you know, you're focusing on, you know, whether it's commercial or personal or whatever, whatever the case is. Right. Um, so it, it'll, it'll be as descriptive as from nine to 11. I think you should just be focusing on prospecting from 12 to two o'clock, you know, respond to emails from, one to three follow up with customer, you know, potential prospects from the day prior, you know, like things like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's super important to have in there. Um, again, not to follow as a T, but to just use as a guide. Right. Um, right. And then how is for a producer specifically, how are they going to generate new business? Yeah. Right. So my agency does really well with purchasing leads. So we have a whole system, which is in the playbook. Yeah. Hey, when a new lead comes in, what do you do? What's step mm. one? Call them as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And, yeah. When you, and when you call them, what do you say? All written out. And then what do you do? Step two, email them a copy of the proposal. You know, it's like a whole step yeah. process on how to handle. And again, that's all templated. 
You know what I mean? Here's the right. here's the quote to the custody, the prospect template. You know, once you bind the policy, here's the welcome email. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's yep, it's a lot, and it takes a yeah, lot sure. of time to put it together. And I didn't put it all together myself. You know, people like Billy Williams has helped me. You and I have bounced a bunch of ideas off each other, Taylor. Yeah. So I found that's super helpful. And even now, like I'm trying to add on an appointment setter. I literally have a hiring playbook and the playbook literally is, Hey, interview one, here are the five questions you're going to ask during the interview. You know, make sure (laughs) you go over the job description with them and tell them what the pay is. And if they're a good fit, what do you say? Here's what you say. Is it a little, is it a little overkill for some people it might be. Sure. But again, I'm a very system oriented person. So for me, having that guide is super helpful. So yeah, I hope that was the short, short version. Of it. Yeah. Cause I know that could go into it for like hours oh of how you do it. I know I kind of, as I said it, I was like, Oh, this opens up a whole can of worms. <laughs> we don't need to go over everything, but cause I'm kind of in that same boat, but that makes absolute sense. And that kind of goes back to like your past of like being in the being in the guard and like doing all that and having those systems. Because when I saw, when I was started watching, reading your stuff, when you'd share with me, I was like, Holy smokes. Like I have none of this, you know? And so I've kind of started to do that. And, and we kind of both do it very similar with some of the trainings of like yeah. having a video, like a little loom video, right? Yes. With the training. And then we have like a PDF step by step guide. And we use this company called Tango. Um, if, yep. if anyone's looking for like training stuff, we use loom and Tango. It's really great. Gives you a PDF screenshot and explanation, and then plus you got the video. So that, that's worked really well. I don't know how I forgot to um, say that, but yeah, <laughs> that's we got, okay. We, we got we got a ton of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's super helpful. And then even too, like uh, I touched on this on the podcast, but doing the role playing on mm. you know, so if, if I'm talking with Anna from my office and we're on a Zoom call and I'm showing her how to quote with a new company, mm-hmm. I'll record the call, so the training call, and then I'll save that recording in our system so anyone can go back and reference it if they want to learn how to quote with that specific company okay you know what i mean so i've yeah. found role playing super helpful too yeah that's that is really important i've i'm guilty of not role playing but i can see the power in it you know it's i'm tough. starting to but it's yeah you know why you know why the role playing is tough is because Tango and Loom, you could do it any time you want. You could do it on a Saturday, right. on a Sunday at three in the morning, nine at night. Role right. playing, you can only do during the middle of the day when your day is just super hectic, you know. So it's one of those things you yeah. have to time block for, schedule it. It's a lot right. more difficult, but it it's. I found it to actually be the most efficient thing. Really? Yeah. I, I, I could see that. And even so, I'm also in the position of hiring this appointment setter as well. And I think that's going to be something that we. I'm going to really try to push, you know, as yeah. far as shadowing and then doing some of that role playing. Cause I know I also talked to Billy Williams and he was also saying that like, you got to role play with some of these people, especially the VAs and stuff to make sure they're doing it properly. And I was like, oh, okay, why, why send him the video to train, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, but, yeah. That, but that, but that, but that part I, I, I can see very, uh, is very important. Um, no, and I think that that's really important. And I think a lot of employers kind of skip over the processes and procedures. Like even my father-in-law, like I remember asking him back in the day, he was like, we've never really had processes and procedures. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't think a lot never. of businesses do in general, but I think agencies don't, right? Like it's, that's one of those, it's coming more of a trending topic of like having scheduled processes and procedures, right? And people are starting to do it more, but yeah, well, that's I mean, a challenge. I know it's a different business, but think of McDonald's, Starbucks. Yeah. They all have yep. a system in place that anybody that wants to buy a franchise can go in, buy their, you know, their model and take over the system and make money. Right. You know? Yeah. So, and I, uh, and I saw that firsthand with hiring. Cause I was like, every time I've hired somebody, you know, they're like, okay, Taylor, train them. And I'm sitting there going, where do I even start? Like, you know, I know cause we would keep. <laughs> And I did this at my old agency. We would keep all our processes and procedures up here yeah. in our head. Right. And they really just need to be written down. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. And it does, and it does take time. Like I've been working on mine for the last couple of months, like my oh, whole it platform and it's, it, it, it literally never ends. never ends. Cause then somebody will ask another question. It's like, Oh, we'll add that to it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. N- no, well, that's, like, like now yeah. I'm trying to delegate. Um, I'm getting ready to eventually hire someone and delegate the renewal process. Mm hmm. 
what's my renewal process? I know what it is, but I'm like, oh, crap, another thing I got to write. You know what I mean? So now I'm trying to write down what that step-by-step guide looks like. So the next person yeah. that comes in, this is exactly what you're going to be doing. Right. You know? So Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but. It is. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. Like I know, like I'm, I'm trying to use this platform and I kind of want to say this just so people kind of have an idea of like how we, how we're doing it. So there's like maybe some, something to take away from this was like, I'm, I'm attempting to use this platform notion, right? Which is completely complex and it's super overwhelming, but I'm trying to kind of get it to where, but, but it's friendly and it looks nice once you get it. Um, but like yours, for instance, is very, to the point and it works very well and you're just using that google drive right i mean putting all I, your processes in there i'm literally using a shared google drive called the laf portal and if you open up the laf portal there's a search box you can search how to quote with x how to do a vehicle change how to do it and it'll pop up with the video and the tango um, with yeah. a subfolder with all the information in it so yeah it's it's definitely easier but notion is looks way more professional. Sure. <laughs> I just, I, I'm guilty of getting into the way more s- complex stuff. And then I get overwhelmed because my wife's like, well, you're making things way harder than it needs to be. <laughs> you know, well, I'm quick, guilty of quick, doing st- that. quick story on this. Yeah. So t- Taylor, Taylor asked me, uh, for the listeners, Taylor asked me like, Oh, so what are you using? And t- you know, I tell him Google drive <laughs> and I show him, I got this whole thing built out. You know, it took me months to build out. I build it all out. And then Taylor calls me like two days later and he goes, Hey, you ever seen this thing notion? And I'm like, what's that? And he starts telling me about it. I'm like, I don't even want to hear about it. I don't, I don't want to know about it. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Cause I would have had to, I would have had to shut down my whole Google drive and go to notion, which would have took me probably a whole year, but for sure, uh, just to, those, those are like little things we bounce off each other. And I'm like, all right, I can't go down this wormhole right now. You know? Yeah. Our, our, the, the wormholes are always opening, you know, it's like, Hey, yeah. let's try this. Okay. Okay. okay bye. <laughs> you know, yeah, I yeah. love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> cool. So I, I think that that's really important. And I think anyone listening who's, even if you're just a salesperson, right. To jot those down, because at some point, write down your systems, because maybe at some point you are going to hire an assistant or something. Right. Yep. And you'd rather do it as you're going than it is like, now you're hiring somebody going, Oh crap, I got to yep. write this all down. So even if you're not a business owner and you're hiring an employee, like I still feel like it's a, it's a good idea to have all that. Like you said, on a Google drive or a Google sheet, even or a Google doc, like just writing down, Hey, this is what I've been doing now. Again, that's a living, breathing document. Cause you're always going to be changing it, but yep. it's such a good idea because if I would have done that back then, all it would have been now is just tweaking it, right? Yes. But now it's like starting from scratch, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. And if you have, if you have a team, I would say only because I do this now with the, the couple of people I have, is if they ever ask me a question, hey Sean, where do I find this, or how do I do this, and it's not in my portal, mm-hmm. I just write it, write it down in my notebook, and make sure on the weekend or whatever the case is, I'll put a follow up on my calendar to make sure I just build the the process around that oh yeah. like yeah ryan, that's ryan a great idea just, we've been having issues with um with i, I would say like canceled non-payment on homeowners because some homeowners it's mortgagee build some aren't mortgagee build right we we're noticing we we're having some issues with the mortgage mortgagee build clients specifically okay so this weekend when we went to buffalo we just we the both of us in the car we just built out a process around Oh, nice. How to handle mortgagee build homeowners specifically. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So next time if the issue arises, we're like, okay, just, just go straight to the playbook. You know? Oh, that's, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. So as things come up, it's like, oh, shoot, here comes another thing that like, let's iron out. Love that. Um, so on your social media, I've been noticing, um, and I think a lot of people, cause you were gaining some traction on this was yeah, yeah. like, you were documenting like you doing cold calls and stuff. And that was kind of where I wanted to pivot here. And then we'll kind of wrap it up on this topic is like the actual sales and prospecting side of things, even though, you know, and we have this debate of, and I think there's this debate across like, oh, well, if you're a business owner, you probably, and you have like a sales team, like you try to back out of production, right? Or like you try to like slow down. So you work on the business, not in it, or, you know, there's so many topics like that, but, um, and neither one is right or wrong. Because everybody's different, but I love what you're doing with the whole documenting on the cold calls, because I think that really shows people, you know, 
you're doing the hard work, man. And I think, and I think that's why your videos are resonating with people, with people, because for me even also, but I, I hear when you share with me other people's comments about them, it's like, Oh, I really need to be doing that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think yeah. you posting it is holding the accountability, but it's also showing like, um, like even though you're a business owner, you can still be doing that and it's still beneficial, especially if you're trying to grow a sales team. Cause I think it's, it's showing them, Hey, look, like I got all this other stuff on my plate, but I'm still doing it. Um, yeah, I'm in the trenches with you. Right. Right. Um, how is that going? How's the cold calling going? How's the prospecting going? How's the videos going for it? Um, share yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah. So the cold calling, it's going well. It's definitely, um, harder than I thought to stay consistent with it. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but when you get into a consistent, good flow with it, it a funny thing happens. Your pipeline just starts getting full, <laughs> full of Leah. Go, go figure. You call people and uh, your pipeline fills up. So, so yeah. uh, funny enough, I mean, after like a couple of weeks of calling consistently every day, 25 dials a day, like my pipeline was it was super full. Wow. I was working on a wholesaler in the city. I was working on a moving company. I was working. I, I had a couple of businesses I called on and they're like, oh, I don't need help with my business, but can you do my homeowner's policy and work on my uh, personal stuff? So <laughs> yeah. I think, I think now is a better time than ever because of all the pain that's in the marketplace. Mm. You know, yeah. everyone's experiencing rate increases. Right. So I don't know some people say you have to have this crazy elaborate script. I mean, I've always kept it extremely simple and mm-hmm. basically just ask them if they'd like a second opinion on their business insurance policies, because I know rates have gone up dramatically over right. the last, you know, 90 days or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, and I think if you just shoot it straight and sound natural and not like you're reading a script, I mean, it, it's good to use a script as a guide, right? but I, I think a lot of people will be open to that. I mean, of course there's going to be people that, yell at you, scream at you, tell you to piss off, whatever the case is. Okay. I'll keep it PG Taylor. Um, (laughs) But, uh, I mean, it's one of those things. I almost look at it in a similar light to working out, right? Like once you work out for the day, it's a chat. It's like a challenge that you check off. Yeah. And it's like a, a mental thing. It's like, okay, cool. I feel like I did what I'm supposed to do. And it was challenging, you know? And I could tell you I've made thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of cold calls. And to this day, before I pick up the phone the first time, I'm always like, why am I doing this? <laughs> because your, your brain just comes up with a million different excuses on why you shouldn't do it. Oh, I shouldn't do it because I'm the owner. I can have somebody right. else in my office do it. Oh, I should just hire somebody else to do it. Oh, you know, I don't need right. to be doing this. Oh, you know, I'm not going to get anywhere with it today. I mean, yeah. you're. Oh, maybe I'll just do some videos instead. Yes. <laughs> you know, well, maybe like, I can generate some leads with YouTube videos. Right. You know, I mean, your mind yeah. will come up with anything for you not to pick up that phone. So, right. Even if I shouldn't be doing it, I do it for the mental side of it. Yeah. You know? I love it that. Makes you, it makes you sharper. Right. You know, people throw crazy questions at, like at you that you're like, Oh crap. How do I answer that? You know? <laughs> so you just come yeah. across so much stuff. It, I feel like it does make you sharper with answering things and talking to people and just being a better communicator in general. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a good thing. If you're in the commercial game, I don't, I've never done it on a, on a personal side level, but on, yeah. on the commercial side, that's where I've had the most success. Yeah, I agree. And I think for all salespeople, that's been my struggle was like getting people to just do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's hard. But yeah. I think even to this day, you see, like, I see stuff online all the time. It's like cold, cold calling is dead or blah, 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 blah. Like everything's email marketing or whatever it is. And like, it's I, dead, but buy my program for nine ninety nine. <laughs> you know, it's, it's right? an AI call for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But at the end of the day, like any salesperson that we've had in our organization or any salespeople I've talked to that are successful, do it. I mean, it's just the end of the day. Whether it's cold calling, like I have a few friends that cold call referral partners or they cold call other people, you know, necessarily maybe not direct to the consumer. Yes. But it's, yeah, I see what you, mean. you know, but anybody I've talked to that's. Yeah, right. And it's a cold outreach. Like, hey, yes. I'm so and so. This is what it is. So I think if, if you're in that sales game and you're 
because I've been in that situation in the very beginning because I'm more of the creative type. I was never that sales guy. So I always, again, tried to find everything but called calling. <laughs> so let me make a lot of videos. Let me make a lot of social media posts, which worked. But at the end of the day, it's a slow process. So anybody that came on board, I was like, I can't recommend this because it's been years and I'm starting to just now get traction. Um, and that's social media is not really, you know, it's that branding, but it's not necessarily like a, it's hard to prospect that way. Um, yeah. So I've always pushed people. So if I, this is my just two cents for all you guys that are maybe in sales listening to this, like it's really the way to get business in the door fast. Right, Sean? I mean, would you agree with that? Like, yeah, or the, not fast, it's, it's, but like the, yes, the initial a, a, way to get it. Yeah. It's an, it's a good way to build the pipeline. Yes. But on the, if we're talking insurance specific, uh, the, the commercial business, again, depending on the type of commercial business you're calling on, mm-hmm. it could take a long time to get the sale. Meaning yeah. you might, you might cold call someone, they're interested, you sit down with them, you got to gather all the info, then maybe you got to get loss runs, then maybe their renewal isn't, you know, until six months down the line. Right. So you have to like push it down the road three months. Um, so the, I would say the life you're cycle right. of it, depending on the types of businesses you're calling on, could actually yeah. have a long life cycle. So for somebody who's scratching, you know, just starting out in, in insurance, it could look kind of daunting to cold call. Sure. Um, but you can stumble across some large accounts. So right. I would say you should definitely be cold calling B2B directly um, if you're focusing on commercial but also yeah. doing something else as well. Not not having cold call be your only thing. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? No, totally. And I was told by somebody, it was in one of these classes I took. It was like, do seven different things because six of them may not work. And so just always be trying to do like a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? Whether it's emailing, yeah. it's social media, it's cold calling, leads. Well, well this know. is the thing, right? Like everyone's going to say something different on this subject. Yeah. Some people say, oh, don't do seven things. Just do the one thing that you're amazing. That's true. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, like, that's true. I feel like you got you to gotta pick a couple of things. Like we love working purchase leads mm-hmm. and we like the cold call. Right. Those are our two things. And, you know, we do some networking and stuff like that too. So, I, you know, I'm in the BNIs and I have some business referral yeah. partners. So we do... I don't want to say we're more of like generalists on the prospecting side, but those are like our three things, you know, sure. some local networking, cold outreach, purchasing leads. And yeah. that formula has worked really well for us so far. Yeah. It really just is. I love it because you talk to everyone, they do it so differently. Like yeah. we had Steven so on different. and Steven's purely like community guy. Like he just, yeah. he just knows everyone in his town and that's how he's gotten a lot of his business, you know? It's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just, everybody does it differently. Like and when he, I talk, oh, go ahead. No, no, and he doesn't have kids, right? So right. he has more time on his. Like, if I didn't have kids, and I had a little more time, you know, after hours too. Like, I think trying to be more involved in the community stuff, it does make a lot of sense. Yes, you know what I mean. I mean, Steve's oh yeah, crushing it. he's absolutely yeah. crushing it with the community stuff. Yeah, and you know how it is, Taylor. Like, after most, I mean, in my area anyway, most community related events and things of that nature are after hours. And yeah. those are the times I usually spend with my family. So it's like kind of hard for me to like, I want to add more to community. It's just sure. tough for me at this point in time with two kids being under two years old, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a little hard. Um, no, but I, I absolutely agree with you there. Cause it is most yeah. of the stuff's, you know, six, six to seven or, you know, yeah, so you got, so you got to prospect to what your schedule allows too. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're, yeah. if you're a maverick and you have three kids under three, yeah, he's not going to. Aren't doing much community <laughs> after hour events, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or else your your spouse might not like that very much if you're just <laughs> working all day and then you're gone all night. Yes. They're gonna be like, uh. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to avoid me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to stay away. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's great, man. And I think you and I, and I'll kind of wrap it up with this because it's I'm you know I know you got a lot going on and I want to be respectful of your time. Um, but I think, 
you and I have some really great conversations and I think this isn't the end of these conversations on the show because I, I think that there's a lot we could dive in deeper into. Like we were joking about doing like a three hour, like Joe Rogan so podcast because we could, you know, about all the things we discuss. Yeah. Um, but one thing I just kind of want to end it on was like, and I know we say it a lot between mm-hmm. our little group is like, how much we appreciate each other because yeah. the conversations we have, like you'll have an idea and then Steven and I will come back and be like, uh, and you're like, Oh, I never really, I never really thought about that it that way. A lot, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the, or the other way, like I'll say something and they'll yeah. be like, like I'll talk about the podcast of renaming it or something. And you guys are like, just do it. Like, stop. And I'm like, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Okay. You know, and just having those kind of accountability partners really, really helps, you know? And so, yeah, I appreciate you, man, for always pushing me and Thank helping man. me out. And uh, hopefully, you. yeah, thanks, man. And I hope that everybody got something out of this because there's a lot to impact, like dive deep into on here and unravel of whether it's process procedures, it's prospecting, it's starting something scratch, whatever it is that you're going through at the moment. There's something that, you know, maybe you could take away from this. Um, yeah. But um, was there anything you wanted to say? Final, yeah, yeah, final words? Just- yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to throw in there. Um, dude, I know what you're doing with this podcast is, as a podcaster myself, I know it's extremely difficult, um, you know, to stay consistent with it, to put it all together, to schedule it, to edit it afterwards, to put it on wherever you're going to host it. Yeah. It's a ton of freaking work, man. So I commend you for, for, I, I know it takes a lot of time and effort to, to produce yeah. this stuff. So, um, I appreciate you having me on and, us just shooting the shit. I think, uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, you and I could talk for days about everything we got going on, on in our agency. So I hope one day we can do that Joe Rogan style, uh, podcast. <laughs> Cause I'd love to do it. Grab a glass of whiskey and we'll talk for hours. Oh, that would be great. I love that. <laughs> well, thanks, Sean. And then last thing, if anybody wants to reach out to you or get in touch with you or follow what you're doing, um, share with them where they could find you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, just shoot me a text, 631-871-2619. Again, that's 631-871-2619, and that would be the easiest way to get me. Dude, nice. Or follow him on Instagram to watch his cold calling videos that he always shares about what he's going on. (laughs) No, that's cool, man. Thank you. Thank you for being so generous with your time and everyone and sharing your text. Text text him because he has some good insights on different things. So. I appreciate it, Sean. Thanks again for coming on. Um, Again, we'll see you. We'll catch everyone else next week, next Wednesday. But again, thanks, Sean, for being on. And we'll catch you soon. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon.